Welcome to the Strategic Tech Coaching Podcast. Our host, Oscar and Dermo, will together with guests share proven, tested strategies for improving your life and business. At the end of each episode, you will learn how you can use technology to implement those strategies into your daily life. We want to help you bridge the gap from inspiration to implementation. Blockchain is as disruptive as the World Wide Web was in the 90s. In 1994. This is the words of Johan Stroll von Holstein that was on episode 23 of the Strategic Tech Coaching Podcast. So blockchain will disrupt whole industries and will change our lives. It will take some time, but it will happen. And most of us don't really know what blockchain is. Uh, so uh, I decided to interview my friend Mohammed Salman. He is an expert on blockchain and he we, I actually did an interview with him in January of this year in the beginning of 2018 but uh, we went for a walk on the beach in Dubai and it was too many helicopters and too much wind so the audio quality I, I simply couldn't use the the, the audio it was it was so bad so we said okay let's reschedule we, we'll do another interview later and then I tried to get hold of him for 6 months but he constantly traveled the world uh, attending different blockchain conferences, talking about cryptocurrencies and uh, applications of blockchains. So, so he's been very, very busy. And it's that was actually quite good because now, during these six months, he learned even more about blockchain and what it is and how cryptocurrencies and all these things will change the world. So uh, it was great to catch up with Mr. Salman again. And we talked about applications of the blockchain. Because it's not so important to understand the technology in itself. Like, I don't fully comprehend the technology behind the internet and World Wide Web and all this. It doesn't matter. But I use it every day. So it's the applications that are that is interesting. So this is what, what me and Salma discussed. The, the, the applications of blockchain. And, uh, yeah, there was... we had, I still had some issues with, with the audio quality. But I decided to release the episode anyway because, yeah, you never know. Next time I get hold of Salma will be a year from now if he keeps his busy travel schedule and talking, traveling to all these blockchain conferences around the world. I know he's, yeah, for the next coming months he is uh, again traveling the world as a speaker and organizer also of these blockchain events. So, yeah, this is an uh, important episode and uh, enjoy. Mr. Salman, welcome to the show. Mr. Oscar, thanks for having me. And it's a lovely setting of Maidan, yeah, reminding me again. for Exactly. The... You did a big uh, blockchain conference here in uh, May, so I think it's a good place to be. But uh, I just want to say, we did uh, try to do an episode in, I think, January or December of this year, which is like six months from, uh, yeah. from the past. And the audio quality was a little bit bad, so unfortunately we couldn't use that. And since I recorded that episode... I have seen you traveling all over the world. I even met you in Stockholm. Yeah, there was a, like a meeting and a memorable one in the Stockholm. Uh, how many countries have you been to now talking in about blockchain? In last year or so, I think I have crossed Silver Jubilee. It's more than 25, yeah, very yeah, easily yeah. in uh, three different continents. Yeah. So, yes, blockchain is very much happening. And uh, it made me travel a lot. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I was about to say you that uh, you brought me in uh, Maidan and uh, it reminded me the lovely moments of uh, Futurama event, yeah. which we did in the first week of May. And, and you that, were one of the speakers and... Uh, yeah, speakers and uh, I was also... Yeah. yeah, I was also the part of the, like, organizing team at, uh, of, for that mega event. So, mm. yeah, it was 
good fun time and at the same time uh, learning with the and sure like rubbing the shoulders with the high profile uh, influentials of the blockchain world yeah. no so i'm interested in technology and blockchain i want to understand a little bit more about that so that's why i invited you because you can i call you an expert now on blockchain last time we met you said i'm a block Shane Evangelist, I believe you was the word you used. But can I call you an expert now? No, I will not again call myself <laughs> or anyone else in this field as an expert because still it's an evolving field. Yeah. And for the last couple of years, the evaluation curve has been on the very like rapid side, but still no one can claim uh, an expert. Yeah. But yes, uh, something beyond Evangelist, now more hands-on. Evangelists are more just speaking about the technology, yeah. advocating it in different like uh, areas. But yes, now I can just speak about it, but more the examples yeah, and yeah. the use cases which I'm involved in for okay. the last year or so. Perfect. So blockpreneur, I think, was the word that you that you uh, a block blockpreneur. Is that the term you use? Yes, uh, it's a prompt you of. A Blockchain entrepreneurs. So, mm. Blockpreneurs is the company I have founded a couple of months ago, and the as the name suggests that it is all about blockchains, mm. uh, different projects starting from mining, and uh, then of course the advisory for the ICOs, mm. consultancy for the enterprise application of uh, blockchain, events for the blockchain, mm. and a few other areas uh, so i'm not the only guy or person in the team so there are like several other team members and then the idea is to bring everyone under the umbrella of this uh, entity and do a three uh, provide the 360 degree mm -hmm. solutions for the blockchain okay. solutions mining area uh, applications plus other areas of a blockchain okay. application there was a lot of terms there and uh, let's start uh, if you are a complete beginner Uh, how would you explain first blockchain and then after uh, one application, which is cryptocurrencies? So how would you kind of explain blockchain in a easy-to-understand manner? All right, I'll just start with the the word itself, the blockchain. If you just divide it into two things, so there, like, okay, there is like a lengthy technical definition to the blockchain, but I'll try to like keep it easy for every listener that how they yeah. can start their journey for the blockchain. So first thing first, don't consider it as a just technology, and most of us are not techies. I myself have a, a computer science graduation, but it's been a Like uh, more than uh, like 15, 16 years, I've not been involved in the tech side. Mm. So then how could I have jumped and how other people can jump into this field is that understand the phenomena of blockchain, not mm. the technology of blockchain. Mm. So blockchain is, uh, it's okay, it's a technology, but it has an application in literally every aspect of the mm. like personal or the professional life. So word is blockchain block me uh, it is it, it came from the like part of a database that it uh, every data has been kept in the like a manner of blocks and then those all block chained are connected that's how the word blockchain has been derived so and if i take it to the non technical side the definition will be that it's a secured database mm for the transactions those transactions can be exchange of uh, financial value or non financial value like that doesn't mean that only cryptocurrencies can be uh, having a place in the blockchain 
any kind of a data which you generally now are using in the other applications can be secured through blockchain mm. technology and beyond that you have to think not just as a centralized component of a technology it's a decentralized one mm. so this is where people generally need to think start thinking of that okay where i can use blockchain mm. rather than thinking what blockchain is mm. how blockchain can help my world of work mm. which could be people management which could be supply chain which could be regulatory body of aviation which could be government itself mm. so start seeing that application first mm. and then get into the nitty gritties of uh, our nut bo- nuts and bolts of technology of a blockchain okay okay so we'll look at some applications as well but so so blockchain from what i understand was was it developed for bitcoin from the beginning and then all the or how was it you are absolutely right yeah. uh, that's how the blockchain got invented in fact it's the byproduct of uh, mm. other thing uh, which was the which is rather uh, mm. bitcoin so bitcoin was a phenomena that was like a, a decentralized uh, platform for exchange of information uh, sorry exchange of uh, like a, a value which is most of the time we think about the money mm. so that is the advent of uh, blockchain because it was required for bitcoin so since uh, the uh, re- since the advent of a blo- bitcoin there wasn't a much talk about blockchain till 2013 mm. and uh, from that time onwards there was i think a report published by bloomberg about the technology of a bitcoin mm. which is the underneath technology of the bitcoin which is the blockchain so from there onwards people start like assessing the opportunities other than cryptocurrency mm. or other than the bitcoins for the blockchain and as we all have now known that uh, just picked up in a year or so before yeah, the, this word in uh, December 2017 the most known application till now is the cryptocurrency the reason how people got known to the blockchain is the cryptocurrencies itself Yes, it got uh, at its peak point in December, and so was the case with the blockchain. It mm. also got uh, like the popularity, or it was on the height of the popularity back in December 2017, or we can say 17, or we can say in uh, January 2018. So since then, a lot of companies been exploring what's in it mm. for them. A lot of people are exploring what kind of a careers they can mm. make, and lots of uh, even the cryptocurrency people are now exploring the options of how they can use blockchain for their uh, other mm. purposes not just the cryptocurrencies mm. so yeah, it has been uh, it's sort of a hype till now but yes things are moving more towards the application mm. rather than just the talk about the mm. blockchain so uh, application of blockchain if you look at uh, the corporate world uh, what uh, what are the applications that you see coming from blockchain in the near future let's say all right so first i will say that it is not be the near future when we'll see the blockchain it's i think the recent past our current time we are like seeing applications of blockchain in the enterprise world mm-hmm. now where we are seeing them and where we'll see them in the future uh, at a, a mainstream level if you just think organization as its 
functionality point of view like we have functionality of supply chain mm. finance people management or hrm and so on so forth every bit of functionality has application blockchain mm. in its uh, operations mm. let's start from my own domain which is people management or yeah didn't you, wasn't that one of your topics on your talks uh, hr and blockchain I mean, you did so many talks the last couple of months, but I think I saw you, I don't know, it was in Saudi Arabia or, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, this is how I got introduced to the world of blockchain. I actually was wondering uh, for something new in my field of blockchain, sorry, people management, um, back I think a year or so before. So I started exploring what are the opportunities for blockchain in my people management mm. side, HRM side learning and development education side so then i started researching about the topic and uh, got involved into some uh, sub sorry the projects and all that so yes it, it this is how i started my journey of a blockchain mm. and i give the same suggestion to everyone who is listening mm. that if you want to get a grasp of this technology yes it is a future for sure but you need to start knowing what is the application in your field which could be supply chain so let's take the use case of a supply chain uh, we are in dubai and uh, when we go into the west especially the muslims have a issue that, okay uh, whether i'm having a halal food or not even there are some shops who are claiming okay yeah it's a halal food but still you are not sure imagine you just have uh, there is a qr code on that uh, food mm. which you are buying and you just take your mobile and just read the qr code through the Q- qr reader and the whole journey of that food from the farm mm. to the plate will be in front of you so you can see that in the, from the blockchain uh, it's been tracked yes it this is a supply chain yeah yeah you can verify the each and every phase of that uh, products journey mm. it could be a meat it could be something else as well if um, again if we see the value beyond halal food just think of a uh, medicine mm. you want to see whether that medicine which was supposed to be having a like a safe kind of a or um, conditions for preservation like for example a temperature less than 18 degree mm. so just by seeing the the whole journey of that um, medicine you can assess okay it throughout its uh, time from the manufacturing to the time it is in your hand or in the shop on the like shop floor it's been kept under 18th centigrade or not so if there is a change the blockchain will bring it out you and no one can tamper that thing for you that's the beauty of blockchain so you, th- those examples i think are great because it makes it really clear it's making me really understandable that, you know, okay, so it's in the blockchain, so I can trace it exactly. There's no, no, no one can uh, trick me on this journey because it's all kind of saved in the blockchain. Yes. So you see, this is the mainstream application. Mm. We are all are buying uh, food. We are all buying, uh, even in the case of organic food, you can verify through mm. the stressability ability of mm. uh, blockchain. And at the same time, I just mentioned about the medicine. Same thing happens with like, there are sensitive uh, uh, like supply chain issues in the defense world, mm. in the yep. world of manufacturing as well. Mm. So that all can be traced out. Mm. And not just the traceability or immutability of the data here we can like use from the blockchain also the efficiency of the fact that all the 
ecosystem players of that supply chain, starting from the manufacturer to the client, they are all on the blockchain. Mm. So now the access to the data is there, and at the same time, the efficiency of that access is there. Mm-hmm. That if something has to be traveling and there is approval required from a supplier or some distributor, it can be instantaneous. Mm. Like it's on the blockchain, the other players are all on the blockchain. So the approval can be seen, uh, can be requested mm. and be granted at a very, very efficient level. Okay. If you look at uh, governments, there's a lot of talks on how government can, can use these things. Uh, I believe it's Estonia that wants to do the elections through the blockchain or Estonia. You, you were in Estonia as a speaker as well, no? Yeah, but, uh, but here uh, the Estonians were not looking for the application of blockchain in, uh, for their elections. Uh, for the election part, there, there are some rumors about the uh, third world countries and especially for the African countries. But still it's not materialized. Just, again, the hyped news which we heard mm-hmm. about uh, the application of blockchain. But for sure, Estonia is way forward in mm-hmm. the application of blockchain. They have uh, transformed their land records. Uh, and they have converted them all in, on the blockchain. Uh, we don't have to go far. We are like at the moment in UAE and especially in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Dubai is probably the best, one of the best exponent in the world. How the governments can benef- be benefited by the blockchain. I personally been advocating lot, a lot of time during my talks and uh, especially when I'm in the events that governments should be the first who should be availing the uh, blockchain's mm. benefit because probably the best advantage of uh, blockchain is for the regulators. Mm. By regulators, I would be meaning that ID management of the whole country, mm. uh, which is normally the case where a lot of tampering get in, gets involved, immigration areas, educations, credentials, career credentials. Uh, these are all things which are very, very like... Uh, having a issue in the past or still we have or it will remain an issue because people can temper them and the tempering of these sensitive records impacts terrorism mm. gets mm. into the picture when the ids mm. are um, generated on the like mm. a fake basis so once every id is on the blockchain no one can temper them there will be a mere, more secure way of uh, yes there will be only one oscar and there will be only uh, one salman yeah, if there is yeah, like yeah. every id is on the blockchain so, Isn't it this a little bit op- opposite what some of the crypto guys uh, want? Like uh, this, you just mentioned one day that there's a lot of, uh, like, let's say, anarchists or like cryptocurrencies and blockchain in the beginning. Like, the, was it the dark web and these kind of things? And very good question. That's uh, one question we generally hear that yes, you are in this field where this was facilitated at least, if not been facilitating now. So. The answer is that no terrorist organization will now go and uh, ask for the transaction in cryptocurrencies. Mm. Because if they are aware of the technology, they cannot escape by getting transfer through this medium. It can easily be traced. It it has the, This is the main feature of this uh, technology that everything is immutable, everything is traceable. Mm. Any transaction been done by the two components, uh, yes, with the help of uh, data analytics, mm. you, know, you can trace down the both parties. Mm. So it's it happened, no doubt about that. But when 
those organizations and entities were ignorant about this fact and they just thought okay it's a new technology and okay good for us a new tool for us for the exchange of uh, value 2012-13 yes it happened but since then when there were crackdowns and uh, they realized okay this is probably the most insecure way of uh, exchanging the mm. money and all that so they have stopped till uh, mm. from since then but yes news coverage gave uh, a good projection uh, at that till uh, even till now that yes it it mm. was a dark web and it's it got used by mm. the terrorist organization and all that so but now there is like enough awareness within those entities and they are not using it anymore and they are asking they have revert back to the revert to the normal dollars mm, okay yeah so yeah you was it the Estonian, some Estonian minister that you met uh, at yeah he was the uh, ex prime minister of Estonia uh, when we were in the blockchain cruise in uh, the yeah. January and uh, he was uh, giving us the use cases of uh, the Estonian government how they are getting benefits mm. from the blockchain and one of the primary example they are like using it as i just mentioned is about mm. the land records and all other regulatory measures uh, they will be putting it on on the blockchain S- uh, and similarly there are other cases of Estonia and Dubai there are like countries uh, singapore itself belarus and fewer mm. they are using it i think 60 to 50 to 60 percent com- countries in the world are now exploring the options how they can use it and most of them are like i think in the, the coming year you'll see they will bring the use cases mm. of uh, blockchain in their operations uh, running the governments and all that okay so so uh can you give me a few more examples for me as an individual how it will affect my everyday life this blockchain in where do you see it going in the future how will it affect me in my daily life like use case like okay this is how uh, oscar will use be using the blockchain in the future okay the micro application will be that in an indirect way if i say it in this way that yes once all of your relevant data with the different organization is secured and it will not be tampered that's the one advantage you will have in the near future from the blockchain like you got uh, your banks are got hack uh, getting a hacking activities uh, the uh, central authorities have a issue with the hacking activities so once all of these are on the blockchain and are super secured not 100% secure mm. but relatively far more secured one aspect will be that this is an indirect benefit but the question i think uh, will be more relevant if i answer the aspects directly attached to your mm. uh, applications of the blockchain so in that case cryptocurrencies will be probably the first mm. application that uh, there are countries there are like uh, organizations who have started using cryptocurrencies to reimburse the uh, not reimburse just transfer the uh, salaries uh, in the cryptocurrencies so that is the application for the individuals that they are receiving it in the bitcoins or ethereums and probably in the native token of any entity you go and buy a cup of coffee you go and buy the ticket air tickets uh, s7 a uh, russian based uh, airline they are issuing their uh, 
tickets now on uh, through the mm. crypto they give the option of uh, paying in the cryptocurrencies same as the like there are some insurance companies who are doing the travel insurance by mm. uh, cryptocurrencies so i mean for me also as an entrepreneur i i, I live in dubai and and in sweden and sometimes i need to transfer money in between mm-hmm. and i also work with freelancers all over the world like sometimes you know i need to do something on my website i have a freelancer in pakistan that helped me with that i have a freelancer in philippines so i assume that cryptocurrencies I can transfer money instantly with less fees than what it is now. Very much so. You pointed out the I think again the current use case of uh, blockchain that again cryptocurrencies you are not just uh, getting uh, transferring the the value you are also doing the exchange as well. So yes it is the case and uh, moving ahead you will see beyond blockchain for example there are portals which you are using at the moment are social media uh, applications facebook linkedin all all that currently they are all centralized non blockchainish applications but not far from now they will be on the blockchain mm. so that will be again a application at individual level for you mm. why there is a requirement of a linkedin should be uh, on a blockchain because currently uh, okay i will not say that you will be changing your profession every now and then but there are individuals a large number of uh, users of linkedin they just tamper with their uh, uh, data mm. regularly today they are representing one organization today they are masters in something and mm. then they become phd in something because not many people are verifying that information yeah, yeah. so this will not be possible and when you can trace the yeah you can trace and you cannot change that data yeah. that is on the blockchain yeah. <laughs> that in year 2012 for example you were doing masters from xyz university in abc country and after a year you want to delete that and put that no you were in that country at that <laughs> yeah. time doing this no yeah. it won't be possible yeah no i had some lebanese friend that i studied with in australia a long time ago and they were telling me that in lebanon you could buy like different certificates for mm. any school like what do you want yeah. to so i guess you can <laughs> trace it then you know like. yeah and it will not that you cannot uh, delete it it is that once these Uh, platforms are on blockchain as i said the ecosystem players get on to this mm. universities will issue mm. the uh, the credentials certificates or degrees on blockchain mm. so the employers can mm. like s- see them mm. on the blockchain of the same uh, person so this is something uh, i don't see far future i think probably by mm. next year yeah. things will start happening on this I, I'm ground. thinking also when you buy a second hand car mm-hmm. it's always a little bit stressful you don't know if the guy is telling the truth and he's saying oh it's just one owner no accidents and uh, but if the car is on on the blockchain mm-hmm. and you can see like wait a minute here it says there's been six owners you have four accidents and you know <laughs> so i guess that and in uh, this garage it went for this particular reason yeah, all yeah, that so yeah cannot, yeah uh, this is this is the application of blockchain we will see if as i said if not next year probably mm-hmm. by 2020 we'll start seeing that mm. currently a lot of projects are on the working on the pocs from proof of concepts of this type of these type of applications some have developed mvp some are in the stage of uh, re- releasing the live mm. or at least beta versions so uh, and if i give you the example live example of a social media network steam it 
is mm-hmm. uh, one example uh, which is uh, not i won't call it a replacement of a facebook or any other social mm-hmm. media network but it is a social media network on a blockchain mm-hmm. so not just that the information will be immutable and traceable and all that there is a big advantage of blockchain which currently people are not realizing that is tokenization people can be incentivized to read an article mm. people can be incentivized micro-payments. with micro payments can over that's one thing micro payments or payment transfers mm. the other thing is that yes you can earn tokens mm. if you read someone's mm. article or someone is reading your article you can uh, be earned earning mm. Uh, mm. out of it yep. rather than now you just float articles on the youtube you just float mm. uh, videos on the yep. uh, sorry linkedin and youtube and mm. all that and you don't get mm. rewards yeah, yeah, yeah. for that but yes in uh, platforms like steemit for every one like you give to mm. some video mm. both get parties get incentivized yeah. so this is the future this is uh, mm. what then like every data you will be sharing mm. you will be potentially getting a incentive for that mm. through yeah. some tokens of that platform okay excellent interesting uh what uh, what is the future of these things like i've seen a lot the last couple of months uh, i think it was very hyped and then the last one or two months i've seen it going down a little bit uh, is it uh, just a trend and hype now or where do you see it going in the coming years again a very good question i would say that yes it has to be sort of going down because mm. what happens if we take the example of internet era of a dot com era of 1990s late 1990s so when the technology was in the hype zone everyone was jumping on it mm. and then eventually there was a bubble burst in 1999 and we saw post bubble burst of dot com era we saw valuable contributions for the www one of them is the facebook linkedin then there are like google in mm. itself was there but it flourished after that zone of uh, bubble burst so the same is happening currently with the uh, blockchain world the hype was there so everyone was jumping in and everyone was saying they are the blockchain expert mm. they have the application which will revolutionize the world <laughs> that disrupt <Overnight>. this <laughs> yeah. is these are the very yeah, the buzzwords yeah disruptive <laughs> yeah. application this is um, tomorrow everything will be different yeah. if you don't invest now <laughs> now so it was there in the first quarter of mm. 2018 especially 2018 second quarter started uh, like okay people were like assessing okay mm. are these applications are genuine ones are the people involved in this field are genuine mm. so things started getting into the filtration zone mm. still Same like happened in the internet bubble 99 2000 that eventually the yeah the filtration starts to happen you know like it has to happen with the, especially mm. with the technology that unless there is no filtration you will not get the the sustainability part the people who are having with the right project right people with the right project will stay if mm. there is a filtration if there isn't any filtration everybody is chipping in and there is a mushroom growth mm. and it and that wild west is not uh, something which is useful in the for the sustainability of that technology or that phenomena so blockchain is no different and we are seeing that filtration at the moment 
it will continue the whole uh, remaining two quarters of this year. I think it will, by 2019's first um, quarter, I think there will be like a 60 to 70% less hype of the blockchain and at the same time less companies or projects involved into the, because only then the, the remaining people will uh, be there with the right projects, with the valuable projects. So I used to say in the last like three, four months ago that we need a bubble burst, mm -hmm. just like a dot-com required a bubble burst. Yeah. We need a bubble burst. Yes, it, I think we are passing through that phase now. Yeah. And which is very essential, especially in, for the world of ICOs. So ICOs uh, brought a lot of, I think, uh, uh, I would call a bad name to the blockchain. Uh, cryptocurrencies are still a valid application, but the phenomena that has uh, used blockchain in a very negative manner is the ICOs, yeah. the initial so, coin uh, yeah, offerings. I, I want you to explain this a little bit, but I just wanted to say that uh, I had Johan Stolf von Holstein on, on the podcast earlier, which is a Swedish entrepreneur that was part of the first IT bubble, and he built uh, billion-dollar companies, I think three billion. He's a visionary, a big entrepreneur in Sweden, and he's into blockchain now. And he said exactly the same thing that you're saying now, that... Uh, he said, blockchain, the technology will be there. It's just what form it will be and how, what companies will survive and what companies will not survive. But, yeah, so ICO, can you explain uh, to someone a little bit how it works? What is an ICO? Oh, the ICOs, if I give the, like a close resemblance, that is IPO, initial like uh, offerings from the, yeah. uh, the conventional sites. Yeah. But the... ICOs got in, uh, into this world of blockchain last year. That was a hype. They were giving rewards mm -hmm. or uh, returns to the investors. Mm -hmm. uh, just like the name ICO, people invest in a project. Mm -hmm. And then just like a share, they keep they the ownership. Yeah. Or in this way, they get the coins. Mm -hmm. Not in the conventional, they get the ownership in shape of shares. Here, they get the ownership in shape of tokens. So they trade as well, just like shares are traded on the exchanges, global exchanges. Similarly, the crypto exchanges, they have the ICO tokens to be traded. Uh, the core idea of ICO is a very fantastic one, but it was abused. Mm -hmm. I have no other word. It was abused uh, yeah. by 90%. So everyone wanted to do that, yeah. So, so many... 90% uh, of the ICOs abused mm -hmm. uh, this phenomena and they... Mm. just saw it as a get quick rich mm. scheme uh, uh, they literally uh, like put a bad name to the blockchain by doing a bad in uh, without any value ICOs and uh, also I would say it's a sorry to say that uh, the ICO is a very good tool for the mm. fundraising but they just spoiled it now mm. and now it, for a very genuine uh, projects it's very hard to ICO as well and I think in six months from now it will be harder okay and yeah. uh, art of ICOs the phenomena of ICOs quickly I mm. think will die out yeah okay so we're coming to the end of the show so you want to share a couple of the projects that you're involved in now because you are now a consultant in in this space and you do involved in several different projects so anything that you're excited about in this space 
Yeah, I'm, uh, thank you for the opportunity here as well to discuss about the use cases which I'm involved in. Uh, one of them is the exchange, uh, which is the ZXC, and uh, we successfully completed the ICO last month, and uh, this uh, it will be live next month, and there are some USPs there. Uh, I understand there are like a couple of uh, hundred exchanges already there mm -hmm. in the world, but uh, this will bring some... USPs and uh, there is going to be a lot of uh, advantages of using ZXE as a trading platform and also it will become a financing platform, crypto financing platform in the coming year. So, so this we'll is share the link to that in, in the blog post. Uh, so that will be great. So ZX.com is the link. And then uh, if we see the other project I'm involved in is that one is the project which is very like uh, a combo of AI, artificial intelligence mm -hmm. and the uh, blockchain which is Mind.ai. Mm -hmm. A superb project. Uh, feel uh, glad to be part of it because it is an artificial brain on a blockchain and uh, in a real words a real meaning it will be a disruptive application. Uh, great guys uh, involved in the project and I'm one of the team members and this chief relationship officer for the MENA region and uh, it will be again uh, doing a wonderful contribution to the world of tech and uh, it will be having a massive application. Mm. It is uh, really a disruptive application. Other things I'm involved in the blockchain zone is the mainly I'm involved as a speaker for the events and now as a co-organizer a uh, regional partner to the Futurama, which is one of the big brands of uh, uh, blockchain events. So, yes, that's the contribution I'm uh, in these days for the mm. blockchain. And so yeah. there are several other initiatives. Uh, it's a busy world. Yeah, yeah. I see you. I tried to, since we couldn't get the last interview to work in January because the audio was so bad, I've been trying to get another interview with you. Whenever I call you, you're in... Estonia, Spain, Thailand, yeah, wherever you are speaking. So it's been busy a couple of months for you. So thank you so much for taking the time and interesting to hear. And I think we can do this uh, again in six months' time and see what happens. Yeah, it's it a fast-moving space. It would be a pleasure. I will uh, definitely be looking forward for the next one because uh, I remember the last one which we recorded in the month of January. So a lot happened. Yeah. lot happened during that time and I think in the next five, six months again there will be a lot more changes in this field. It is a very fast evolving space and I will encourage everyone who is listening to just start exploring if they are not in the phase of exploration at the moment. They, they should see it as an opportunity. It is uh, uh, like not something not to miss out. Yeah, perfect. Believe it with that. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me and inshallah looking forward to have, like be in another discussion soon. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. So I hope you learned something I did and I'm thinking more and more on how blockchain will change our lives in the future and I want to learn more about this. So if you know any other expert on this topic and you think I should interview them for the podcast, send me an email and we can block a time to talk more about this. So yeah, some of these episodes on the Strategic Tech Coaching Podcast are about technology because technology is one part of the Strategic Tech Coaching System. So uh, I think, yeah, episode 23, me and Jörn Stolfen-Holstein talk a lot about technology. And then I had a 
episode with Barry where we talk about cyberbullying and uh, your online reputation. I had an episode with Andreas Wilmsson, who is a Swedish futurist, where we talk about future technologies. So a lot of these episodes are about technology. Some episodes are more about uh, the other parts of strategic tech coaching. So that's strategies and coaching. And I'm certified in mental training. So a lot of this will be about the mental aspect of the game. Uh, And those are not so so much about technology. It's more about... uh, yeah, strategy, mental strategies for a happy, successful, productive life. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, go to iTunes and write a positive review about this Strategic Tech Coaching podcast. And I have more interesting guests in the future, so subscribe to the show and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Strategic Tech Coaching Podcast with your host, Oscar Endermo. We'll catch you next time.